Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable on your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Saints, I wonder what comes to mind for you when you hear the word saints. You may have heard of the response of a young girl to her rector as they were touring the church when he asked her what a saint was. Well, she pointed to one of the stained glass windows and said, well, they're the ones the light shines through. To which I may have responded, had I been that rector, you can preach this Sunday. On this festival of all saints, we're celebrating the life and witness of those through whom God's light has shone. Back in the day, this festival served as a kind of catch-all celebration for those martyrs of the early church, the, the spiritual heavyweights, when the other days of the church calendar were already assigned. In the West, the church eventually settled on November the 1st as All Saints Day. Only as we know, God's light shines not just through the church's Hall of Famers. God's light shines through all of us whom God has called to follow Jesus. This is a sense in which Paul uses the word saint in the New Testament. When he writes to these fledgling Christian communities in the ancient Near East, Paul refers to these early Christians as saints. He calls them saints because through their baptism into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, they are now adopted children of the Most High God and honored in God's sight, inheritors of God's never-ending life. They are the saints as we ourselves are the saints. Now, saints are not only those through whom God's light shines. Walter Brueggemann, the renowned Old Testament scholar, has collected other ways of speaking about saints. Saints He told members of Peace United Church of Christ in Tilden, Nebraska, back in 02, are those who know the meaning of other. Saints are those who are kind and generous toward others. Saints respect and value those who are not like us. As you know, folk may look differently to us, They may speak differently. They may behave differently. They may believe differently. Many of us can feel threatened by the other. Saints know that it is in the other that God may choose to meet us. So saints are not only those through whom the light shines, God's light, 
Saints are those who know how to value the other. Now, Brueggemann has a third way of speaking about saints. Saints, he said, are those who do not bail when they smell death. They're not afraid of suffering. They stay the course with love and compassion wherever there is dying. And by dying, we don't just mean physical death, although there's that too. Saints stick around with the compassion and the justice and the peace of God whenever they run into whatever is death-dealing, whether it's illness or violence or abuse or hatred or fear. When we smell death, saints hang in there. Saints. Those across time and across space. Saints, those who have gone before us and those who come after us. Saints, those sitting next to us and those on the other side of the world. Saints, those who make up this vast family, living and departed, called to love and serve the living God, whom the church in her wisdom calls the communion of saints. Now, there have probably been few times in our history when we've needed saints quite as much as we need saints today. The rampant spread of the Delta variant and gaping inequities in vaccine distribution. A military coup in Sudan quashing a fledgling democracy. Millions of Afghans facing starvation this winter unless urgent action is taken. Facebook, Facebook earning $9 billion in profit in the third quarter alone, even as they face a whistleblower scandal. Dire warnings from the likes of Sir David Attenborough ahead of COP26 in Glasgow that if we don't act on climate change now, it's going to be too late. And that's only some of what's been happening in the world this past week. Man, do we need saints today? So I wonder then how Jesus, in this morning's gospel, helps us to find our place midst this great company of saints with whom we journey. Well, you may recall that having heard that his close friend Lazarus has died, Jesus travels to the home where Lazarus lived with his sisters, Martha and Mary. Now, the sisters are ticked with Jesus because he's taken his sweet time getting there, and they both let him know just how frustrated they are. Lord, if you'd been here, our brother would not have died. They both exclaim that separately when they greet Jesus. Now we read that Jesus is deeply moved, moved by their grief and the grief of those gathered around. And again, he's greatly disturbed when he comes to Lazarus's tomb. Lazarus, come out. Jesus Christ. And Lazarus emerges, still wrapped in strips of burial cloth, 
Jesus then bids those standing around Lazarus unbind him and let him go. So what do we learn from the story about letting God's light shine through us? About valuing the other? About sticking around rather than running off when we smell death? Well, let's look to Jesus in this account. What we learn is that Jesus feels with us and for us in whatever we're living. Jesus weeps for Lazarus. Jesus weeps for Lazarus' sisters. Jesus weeps too for those standing around, those who neither understand nor believe God's promise of new life for all people. And Jesus not only feels with and for us, Jesus intervenes in our lives irrespective of the consequences. He knows that by calling Lazarus out of the tomb this morning, that he will be unleashing a chain of events which will culminate in his own death. He knows that. He knows that by raising Lazarus from the dead, he is signing his own death warrant. And he still raises Lazarus anyway. Jesus is, of course, the one whom death cannot contain. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Jesus promises Martha earlier in the story. And Jesus then, of course, proves it. First by raising Lazarus, and then, of course, being raised himself on Easter morning. So our living into our own identity as saints, which you are and I am, is sourced in the one whose spirit is already at work, transforming us into the people of God that God has called us to be. So being a saint, is, is, it's first and foremost God's work in us through the work of God's Holy Spirit. Only God calls us in God's providence and wisdom to partner in this process of you and I becoming saints. It's why I want to draw your attention to the final words in this story to the crowd who are watching Lazarus emerge. Do you recall those words? Unbind him and let him go. It's what Jesus commands those standing around Lazarus. In other words, it, it is God and Jesus who raises Lazarus from the dead, only Jesus chooses to enlist us in this process of bringing new life. And by inviting our participation, we too are influenced, we are impacted, we are transformed in God's process of renewal of all of God's good creation, including us. 
unbind him and let him go. Jesus bids the bystanders. We love and worship a God who draws us into God's work of healing and reconciliation for all people. And because Jesus rose from the dead himself, it means that this process of God's, of the restoration of all creation, is not just back 2,000 years ago in the ancient Near East. It's here and now. And it's this truth that we embrace as God gives us the grace to be the saints God is calling us to be. And it's what gives us the courage to hope in a culture of fear. It's what empowers us not only to live in the shadow of death as you and I live in the shadow of death, but to defy death's capacity to diminish and destroy our lives. As David Lowe reminds us, God's promise of resurrection and evident in both Lazarus' life and then in Jesus' life means that you and I are no longer captive to our fear of death. Neither our death nor the death of those whom we love and see no longer. And just as importantly, we are no longer captured to the fear of all that is happening in the world around us. This politics of fear and division, this rhetoric of hate, this runaway climate change, as disturbing as these dimensions of our life are, they can never, never, never have the last word. They will never be our final reality. Because of God's promise of resurrection in Jesus Christ, we can stand against these forces. We can link arms with one another. And we can share a different story sourced in God's love in Christ which counters the story of the world. To conclude, today we give thanks for the life and witness of all the saints who have gone before us. We remember them. And we also celebrate their eternal place in the nearer presence of God. May their lives continue to inspire our lives so that we, by God's grace, can live lives through which God's light shines. So that we too can live lives of valuing the other. So that we too can live lives of staying the course in the compassion and the justice and the peace of the living God even when we smell death. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral. Our original theme and audio engineering are done by Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. 
We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.